Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the autopsy of the reporter lady, whose name I do, in fact, have to know because it's part of the episode, Trisha Tanaka. That's what I thought, but I, I wasn't 100% sure, so <laughs> I, I, I hedged my bets and then clicked over to the different page. But anyway, this is a podcast about Lost. It's a show where we talk about what's going on on the island from Lost and in the real world and in all the spaces in between. I'm Daniel. And I'm Eric. This is a great introduction, Eric, to a couple episodes. Season 3, Episode 9, Stranger in a Strange Land. And Episode 10, Trisha Tanaka is Dead. A Jack and Hugo episode, respectively. Take it away, sir. Tell me what's going on in the goings-on. Well, so in our first episode, uh, our flashbacks deal with uh, Jack in Thailand as... uh, he meets a woman who he develops a relationship with, seemingly knows nothing about, finds out she works at a tattoo parlor. She says that she can see people for who they are. She's like, I don't want to give you a tattoo. Jack's like, no, you should. And then they do. And then he gets beaten up and he leaves Thailand. That's all we're, That's all I'm focusing on for the flashbacks there. Uh, and then on the island, uh, we pick up basically where the last episode or the uh, episode seven left off where uh Sawyer and Kate and and uh Carvel are going to the other island and they find out that the others you know live on the main island but work on Hydra Island uh Sawyer uh, finds Carl out in the forest or in the jungle and he's like you should uh go to Alex if you really love her um and it's you know love is worth getting potentially caught and all that stuff um Jack gets put in the outside cages where Kate and Sawyer had been, and he sees that Juliet's kind of being let off, and he finds out that, uh, you know, Juliet's being put on trial, basically, for killing Danny. Uh, Jack is uh, asked to treat Ben's back because it got infected, um, and he says that the only way he'll do it uh, is uh, if, I believe they let Juliet not die at the trial or not get like sentenced to, I don't, I don't really exactly know what the negotiation was again. Um, but we meet, uh, what they term is like the other's, uh, sheriff, uh, her name's Isabel. She recognizes Jack's tattoos and has some interesting conversations with him. We see Cindy, our flight attendant. She comes back and is like, we're here to watch. Uh, Alex is the one that helps Jack escape, and Ben is the one that uh, writes off that Juliet won't die, but instead she'll get branded. And as that happens, uh, everybody basically prepares to head back to the main island, and uh, Isabel points out what Jack's tattoo says. She says it's something on the lines of, like, he walks uh, with us but isn't one of us, something of that sorts. Uh, Fun fact, (laughs) a point of trivia that I did mention I would bring up to you, that actual tattoo translates to eagles high up cleaving the space. Uh, <laughs> so not at all what that tattoo actually says. Fun fact. Um, and so anyway, our next episode, Trisha Tanaka is Dead, uh, is a Hugo episode uh, where we see uh, Cheech of Cheech and Chong uh, show up and uh, he, you know, is... Uh, 
Hurley's papa and tells him that, uh, you know, you need to make your own luck and we're going to fix up this Camaro. And he gives him a chocolate bar and it's kind of hinted at that maybe this might have led to uh, Hurley's weight issues as he grew up. Uh, Hurley buys the chicken restaurant he worked at uh, and is a little concerned <laughs> that something bad's going to happen by people entering it before uh, act the actual opening day. And sure enough, he was right because Trisha Tanaka and her cameraman uh, get killed by a meteorite as it strikes the building. We also have uh, you know him saying that he was going to go to Australia and his dad comes back and they go to a tarot card reader who talks about removing the curse, but turns out it's just uh, something that his dad put her up to. And ultimately, he admits to Hurley that the reason he came back was for his money, but uh, they they have a, a moment of reconciliation of sorts. Um, meanwhile, on the island, um, basically have it uh, premised on Hurley discovering a old Volkswagen uh, Dharma Initiative van, courtesy of Vincent carrying... Uh, <laughs> a severed mummified arm into uh, the camp. Uh, and they find a man named Roger uh, behind this, the wheel of this van and it isn't working. So their whole goal is to get it to be working. There's a bunch of beer in it. Uh, Jin helps him. Then they discover Sawyer coming back. Sawyer gives them the lowdown and everything. Kate wants to go get uh, Jack back. And so she ultimately enlists the help of Saeed and Locke. Um, yeah, most of what the rest of the episode happens is just Hurley kind of uh, insisting that they need to fix this this van to give everybody some hope and everything. And uh, Charlie goes along with him and rides along in what feels like a, a launch towards death until ultimately the van actually ends up working. And then the episode concludes with uh, Kate saying that she was going to go find someone and uh, to help them. And sure enough, it's Danielle because she's going to lure her to help because of her daughter being part of the others. Uh, Danny, what were your thoughts on these episodes? So I think for maybe the first time ever, I was actually vaguely aware of both of these episodes because I had seen them mentioned on Twitter since we started this podcast. <laughs> I uh, okay. think we may have diverging thoughts on some of these episodes. I will say I very much enjoyed most of episode 10. There's a couple things where I'm like, and eh, this maybe isn't the best. Episode 9, I feel like you're going to absolutely fucking hate. And I'm going to counteract you by saying... I think I'm probably just going to say it's mostly forgettable and not think much about it afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, I think the biggest issue with episode nine is that it's just a complete like hogwash of an episode. Like we we don't we don't get really anything new from that episode. Um, And on top of that, the flashbacks are just they're absolutely pointless. Like it's that that's the that's the most egregious thing for me is that the flashbacks serve next to no purpose in a way that like the worst you know kate or even like charlie episodes have except i think even to a more dramatic degree um just because it's the the conclusion of how that all ends is just it's trivial like it's not really telling us anything new about jack and if it is saying anything new it's confusing it what i do find interesting though is that like trisha tanaka is dead was actually a really polarizing episode and like (laughs) some people absolutely hate it and some people really really like it I'm definitely on your side where I think it's it's actually a pretty like pleasant and like 
relatively heartwarming episode and i enjoyed it quite a bit but it's literally the first episode we've had that like this is just pure comic relief this is a pure all right this is where we've had like all this plot stuff go on in the theory now let's just relax for a little bit yeah it's our anime beach episode (laughs) yeah it's it's also like our golf episode right in season one to a degree i mean where it's like there's just a lot of moments of like characters embracing their circumstances for better or for worse i do think generally these two episodes especially following up our last two do kind of grind the plot to a pretty dramatic halt i mean i do i like we do get some relative like quote-unquote conclusion to like the jack ben juliet dynamics in episode nine possibly but like it's still one of those where like i mean what were your thoughts on like the juliet narrative in that in that episode uh i mean i think it's fine i like the kind of conclusion of that jack's like okay we're making you know somewhat of an alliance here at least for my end we don't know how juliet's going to respond to this but i think that's potentially interesting going down the road as in the episode itself i'm like eh, kind of whatever i think the sheriff's a potentially fun character i wonder if we'll see more of her the thing that's wild is like she that that actress is a good actress. She's been good in other things. Her line deliveries and like the things that they're giving her to work with are borderline cartoonish here that I do wonder if I, I will and fully admit, I do not know how much more of the sheriff we do see. I remember her, but I do not remember in what capacity. So like uh if we don't get any more of her, it's a little bit egregious of like the fact that it's it's kind of cartoonish and that like basically she can just read Chinese and that's like the extent of and her sounding like threatening I guess of sorts um I don't know I mean it's just episode nine for me is just one of those that uh I hear what you're saying that it's forgettable I just think that also it's the fact that like we were so high on the previous two episodes (laughs) and like all the right things that they did that like there's not really a thing that that episode does right in any way, even if it is forgettable and maybe it isn't all bad. I just like, are there any things you liked from that episode? Um, <laughs> I, I think the scene where Jack sees Cindy and some of the kids is potent is it's a little hint of like, Oh, what's going on here. I wonder if maybe it's meant to imply like, Oh, most of the people of this other enclave are like not really aware of what's going on right i mean they ask where anna lucia is right yeah yeah and jack so... just absolutely fucking explodes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i and this is we've, we've talked about like some issues with jack to a degree in terms of his um you know his direction i guess uh, leading up to ben's surgery I mean, did you not have any issues with that? I mean, because I know that you were you were kind of one that had a little bit more of the issues with, you know, Jack's motivations and everything leading up to Ben's surgery. So I was just curious as to how you felt about, I guess, his narrative in that story, in that episode. Um, and I'm kind of like I said, it's kind spot. of just forgettable. <laughs> I don't have like strong thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, well, so should we mainly talk about Trisha Tanaka's dead then? Oh yeah. Okay. So let's, I guess let's yeah. get the stuff that I maybe didn't like out of the way first. Okay. Um, I guess throughout most both of these episodes, I mostly find Kate more annoying than not. Although I am very happy when she goes to find Rousseau at the end. I right. think the joke where 
uh, Hurley's mom says that she has needs is a kind of cringy, but it's a little made up for by the fact that she covers the gold Jesus's ears and then Hurley just screams in response. Yeah. And other than that, I again, this is basically almost a hundred percent pure comic relief, and I was here for it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I know, and. We also get, um, we'll have a new uh, dad to add to our dad rankings at the end of the season, which is fun. Um, uh, I meant to make this stupid joke in the last episode. An alternative title for Lost could just be called Dumb Dads and Pregnant People. <laughs> that is good. Uh, I, so, I mean, one of the things that I really like about the flashbacks as a whole is we're you know we get a lot of familiar stuff with Hurley's story but the thing that really works for me is that his dad like we've seen a lot of these dads be almost immediately when they're introduced kind of cartoonishly bad or like mean or cruel or something of those along those lines and the thing that I really appreciate is in just one episode he's given a level of like depth that I think helps you understand not fully who he is and like where he comes from, but like that he is complex and has like, like reasons for why he's doing certain things and not just like, there's not like a singularity or simplicity to him that like for the limited time that they give him, I think I appreciate what Jorge Garcia is also doing in terms of like acting off of that. Yeah. I mean, I just, I think that there's like, it's not like, you know, this episode doesn't, I don't think blew me away in the way that, uh, either episode seven or eight particularly did but i think that there's something really satisfying about like the narrative still moving forward on the island with what what we get while also having hurley and sawyer and jen and Char- even charlie not like being absolutely terrible in this episode it was kind of True. like i that finally was nice. get all that i've ever wanted and hurley slaps charlie right in the face for being a little <laughs> whiny bitch and I, I like i like cheered in my apartment i was like yes i love this yeah no, that the moment's real good. We do one of the actually this you mentioned things that you didn't like in this episode, and one of the things that I really didn't like that I I was kind of surprised by is they almost like aggressively reverted to Sawyer making a lot of like fat slash like racist jokes in this episode in particular. Like he makes quite a few comments towards Hurley that like for someone that like seemed really like that, that kind of like embraced Hurley and like they seemed to have like a nice moment after he was initially upset that like they took his, you know, bottle of scotch. He like gets really like he there's just like they're writing him as if like he hasn't gotten to know these people or like hasn't like done that that actively in a way. I don't know. It felt that felt a little off. And I know like maybe it's because like he's coming back, but like <laughs> Is that really, I don't know, it just like, it, it felt like he, it felt like he was doing it like maybe two or three times too many in this episode. And that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way of like, I thought we were trying to see Sawyer grow a little. <laughs> now he's like really reverting back. I don't know. I can see that, but also it's like the, the other theme of this episode is Hurley Unleashed. And we have I know. The, 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 what I thought was a very, very funny moment where Sawyer makes some kind of dumb comment about Hurley's weight or something and Hurley just looks at him. <laughs> And he goes, shut up, redneck man. <laughs> and the cut to Sawyer and him just going, that touche is yeah. absolutely choice. And I was laughing very hard at it. 
Yeah, that that moment is good. It's I think it's the fact that it culminates and that maybe makes it a little bit less less bad. He also because he just makes a couple. I think he makes like one or two comments about Jin in particular, where I'm just like, like, come on, you guys were having like nice bonding moments in this episode, and like those sound like that sounded mean spirited. To be fair, he's also apparently like twelve beers deep at that point. Okay, well, I, I guess I'd have to I'd have to pay attention to the moment when that does happen. But it did feel like it happened early enough where I was like, this feels a little weird. But um, in fairness, they haven't been drinking much at all. So maybe he only needed a beer or two to get shit faced. Um, no, uh, I mean, in terms of yeah, what else? What else do we want to discuss from from that episode? Uh, just brief moments of fun comedy. <laughs> when yeah. Sawyer is like. <laughs> Just chilling, having a beer with the mummified corpse. I'm just like, this is so wrong, but I'm loving it. Yeah, the like, the, yeah, there's a lot of really good comedic moments. I mean, like the moment when like the head kind of goes flying off and back into the van and then like Sawyer discovers it later. And he's but, like not really terrified enough that makes it like much more funny because he's just like, hey, there's a head <laughs> back here. Yeah, um, that's good. Like the just having vincent just like running around like i i truly do believe that if we just had a full episode of of like vincent exploring the island it would be incredible because all i was thinking about now was like okay well that would be amazing i know right like just like a gopro on vincent's back (laughs) um (laughs) like uh all i was thinking about when i saw vincent was just like all right how many like how much meat off of dead bodies has Vincent eaten? Like, what what is he consuming? Because, like, I feel like he does, like, leave for extended periods of time. Um, no, I mean, I'm trying to think of any other moments. I mean, we get, like, the brief conversation with Charlie and uh, Desmond where, you know, Desmond's, like, it doesn't work like that in terms of telling him when he's going to die or whatever. Um, so, you know, we're getting hints to that, but... Uh, there's not really much else in terms of in terms of what's happening in episode ten, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's just a vibe. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun vibe, and it's like a fun after, especially after like episode eight being incredibly heady and serious. It's a uh, it's very nice to to have an episode like that one. It honestly, the season probably needed it. Yeah, if, again, if the first you know nine episodes were better paced then I feel like episode 10 would feel like even more of a nice relief. It's right. some of the issues as a whole of the season kind of come into roost, but I don't think it really brings down the episode in a vacuum. Yeah, that's fair. Um, should we move on to segments? Yeah, what should we talk about? Um, let's go to your conspiracy corner. Conspiracy. I, can I can I tell you what I think your conspiracy is going to be about? We'll see sure. if I'm right. Does it relate to Roger? <laughs> oh, no, it does not. Okay. I, I honestly just assumed because you've been on a, you've, you've like, because you pointed out like the timelines last time. I was just really curious as to if you were like what you were going to say about Roger. And like, I, I, I don't know. I didn't know if that was going to play into that at all. But no, that is, that's a that's a good writing prompt error. <laughs> I feel like I had something for this, but now I've lost it. Pun intended. Yeah. Ha ha ha. So you're not going to have any conspiracy? No, I will. It will come to me. Let's do another segment and we'll circle on back around to this one. Okay, let's do somehow Palpatine has returned. All right, Eric, this one will be super brief. 
uh, number one songs on the music charts. Uh, Irreplaceable by Beyonce got replaced <laughs> by Say It Right by Nelly, which got but replaced. But it wasn't. It was irreplaceable. No, apparently not. <laughs> And then that got replaced by What Goes Around Comes Around by Justin Timberlake. That's a, that's a whole vibe. <laughs> and then beside uh, my only one thing of note, Eric, what uh, famous website do you think was released during this two-week stretch? Uh, 2006? 2007 now. 2007. It wasn't Facebook, was it? It was not. Was it Twitter? It was not. You're on the right track there. Was it YouTube? No, we already talked about YouTube. That was a couple years ago. God damn, bud. Uh, was it Pornhub? No, but thinking of porn <laughs> is actually putting you closer to where you need to be. Uh, wait, now I'm... No, wait, Netflix? <laughs> no. <laughs> Eric, it's Tumblr. Okay, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> R.I.P. to the old Tumblr. Didn't they, didn't they like, revert it back? I don't know anymore, man. I have no clue. All that I know is that they've been do- that someone's been releasing just like a small excerpt at a time of Dracula, and people are really enjoying it. So that's fun. That's fun. I remember when I did used to have a Tumblr. I did used to follow quite a few lost uh, Tumblr pages. Of course you did. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean it was it was freak. it was mainly the ones that had fanfic between Ben and Sawyer. That's a I joke, but that definitely exists. Into, so we'll get to there. <laughs> Do you got anything else? No, that was really all. That was all. Okay, that's all right. The sheer uh, force of will of Tumblr was enough to sustain a whole fortnight. That makes sense. Uh, should we do winners and losers? We should. Winners, Mr. Hugo Hurley. Yeah, he's a winner. <laughs> are there any? Are, who else would be a winner? Um, I, I can't I mean, really Sawyer's say Sawyer's alone, is. but he's got a lot of beer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Juliet's not dead. Yeah, so that's the thing. She's not a winner or a loser. Like, she didn't get executed, but she did get branded, which is real fucked. That looks pretty gnarly. Yeah, they really committed to making that look gross. Um, I appreciated that. I was like, that's nicely done. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's basically, there's not, it feels kind of neutral for a lot of characters for these episodes. Um yeah. I agree. <laughs> so do you, as a conspiracy, come to you or no? I believe that the people who have died will come back to life. <laughs> Wait, you need to elaborate a little bit. <laughs> like, are you talking about people who have died off On the, the island? island? People that will come back to life. Like as like you're talking about like zombies or no like, like they'll just be back like Le Revenant. People who have died on the island will come back to life. That okay, is... Full disclosure, Eric. I'm basing this entirely on the fact that on the Lost Wikipedia page, uh, the little blurb above for season three, I saw that Libby's name was mentioned. That's the entirety of my basis for this conspiracy. That's fascinating. I mean, well, no, because didn't we in um, didn't we see Libby in the uh? in like uh locks was that was was this yeah Lock, when Locke had like his trip in the uh remember when he like right when he had his trip at the beginning of the season and like went through the uh airport and like everyone was working there 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I don't know if Libby was in that, but maybe that's why was. it was. Okay, well maybe like maybe not not to I'm not gonna like put down your conspiracy because <laughs> there's a chance that you are right. I'm not gonna say if you're right or wrong, but I think that that might be why she they're, was listed. They're, they're all gonna get transported to a parallel island where where Libby is alive. Right, but I, not the Hydra Island, a different parallel island. Yes, the, the the real parallel island. The one that Bernard and all of them were on. Exactly. <laughs> that you uh, mentioned way back in the day. My other real better conspiracy is that the moment where the sky turns purple is when they have all, in fact, now actually died for real. Interesting. So you're saying that they all died in the... Okay, so your conspiracy is they all died... When Desmond, like, turned the key? When Desmond saved the world. Because in the episodes beforehand, Tom mentions that ever since that moment, he, d- he doesn't say anything, but Jack's like, why didn't you just take him off the island to a surgeon? And he's like, ever since the sky turned purple, and then he got interrupted, and we didn't get any more of it. Interesting. Okay, well, we will... Um... My little lore knowledge of not lost from beforehand, I'm pretty sure that they weren't all dead to start, but that they end up all being dead at some point. <laughs> or or that they Or that they never... started off dead and then came back to life. <laughs> yeah, oh, there shit. you go. <laughs> I know, see, there's so many... Island, they're all simultaneously dead and alive, depending on whether or not I'm looking at them. This, I think you're touching on a, on a fascinating point, Daniel, that will break <laughs> your brain. Uh, uh, that this, I guarantee... this is getting good. This is getting good. It feels like something that should have been addressed in Desmond's episode. <laughs> um, anything else? Oh, we have like, uh, I mean, in terms of a a guest, I I would want I would want the actor who they want who who <laughs> I don't even know what I was gonna say <laughs> with that. <laughs> I was gonna say I want the actor who played Roger, but he was never a person, so he would just be a skeleton as our guest. Just just a, a a prop skeleton. That would actually. I wonder if we could find that skeleton on eBay or some prop website because that would be super lit if we could get a hold of him. Oof, that'd be that'd be a pricey skeleton. That'd be real. That'd be a real good bit for a goof. All right, everyone, we'll we'll launch our GoFundMe so that Eric and Daniel can buy the Roger skeleton from Lost. You all know you want to contribute, so. <laughs> That's that's what our long con was. That's why we started the Dexter podcast to begin with. It was all to get the Roger. This is this this is the new timeline that has been reset. It was always started <laughs> to get the Roger skeleton. Yep, I turned the key. I saw Mister Roger. I went back. I was like, all right. When everything turns to shit, we're, it's gonna take us a couple of years, but we're gonna finally be able to launch <laughs> our our new GoFundMe. I think we should wrap up, Eric. This is getting this is getting a, a little a little kooky now. It's getting too too early kooky. Usually we get kooky at the very 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 end. Well, not today, bitch. Anyway, any final thoughts before we sail off into the canoe wilderness? <laughs> no, just that we're we're approaching the halfway point of the season. I know somehow, some way. Send us to the promised land, Daniel. <laughs> right. This is the autopsy of Trisha Tanaka, who was struck by an asteroid or a meteorite. It's okay, Hurley. I don't know the difference either. We'll be back again next week to cut a little deeper with our new pal, Roger, who is definitely going to be FedExed to me by the time this episode goes (laughs) live. Uh, Goodbye, y'all. I'm Daniel. (laughs) Bye, I'm Eric. (laughs) Bye.